Hi, I'm Dr. Jamil Sayaj. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about some deep stuff. I'm here to tell you that you're amazing. And often, the only person who can't see that is you. No matter who you are, what you do, or where you're from, there's greatness in you. Let's talk about it. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Jamil Sayaj, life, business, and relationship coach, and welcome to the Transformation Starts Today podcast, where I interview leaders, champions, and high performers from all walks of life as they share their story, empowering lessons they've learned along the way, and perspectives to help you create an extraordinary life without regret starting today. Today, we have the pleasure of being with my friend and real estate queen, Chad Sarmiento Steinwald. Chad is an entrepreneur, a full-time real estate investor, and the founder and president of Chase Equity Partners, LLC. She's a native of the Philippines who migrated to Los Angeles in 1983, armed with $100 and a degree in accounting, a free fare from her former employer, Philippine Airlines, as an accountant analyst, and a fearless drive to pursue the American dream. Chad is passionate about helping others through educating and empowering women in multifamily investing. Chad co-founded a women's group focusing on multifamily investing called Multifamily Women's Mastermind with almost 1,000 active members of women uh, apartment owners, operators, and investors, all collaborating and supporting each other. Chad, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you so much, Jamil. Uh, what an honor to be here. And I'm so excited because uh, your show is about inspiring other people and um, women, men, you know, in general. And I, that's what I love. That's what I'm passionate about. I'm so excited to, for you to share your story, your message with the community. First of all, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited to be uh, catching up with you because um, I've known you for uh, over two years now and I've watched you soar as well with your career and I'm so proud of you as well. Thank you so much. That really does mean the world to me and Mm -hmm. I'm excited to dive in. And so for all the listeners who aren't familiar with you and your story, I found that successful people, they often have what I call a hero story you know, challenges and adversities they've overcome to get to where they are now. If you please share with us, what is your hero story? Um, I don't know that I have a hero story. I just have to tell you my story. It just in case it inspires, as I told you, one soul out there. Um, I'm an immigrant from the Philippines. I daydreamed and uh, I manifested um, that I would come here in America one day because I had an aunt that was here working as a nurse. So I would go to the beach coming from an island and look at the sunset and I I would say, huh, because my aunt used to say, it's sunset here and it's sunrise there in the US. So Mm -hmm. I would look at the sunset and I would say, it's sunset here and it will be sunrise in America. One day I will be there and it will be sunrise in America. And, you know, I kept telling myself that while I'm looking at the sunset. That's why sunset to me has a very, very big meaning in my life uh, ever since I was a child. So that being said, fast forward, I did everything I could to um, pursue my dream. I got 
my first job, I made sure that I got a job at Philippine Airlines because I knew that that was my stepping stone to come here in America. Mm-hmm. Because one of the benefits to migrate to America, for me to be able to afford, first of all, to come to America was to be able to um, get a benefit from Philippine Airlines. Um, they gave us, if you work there for two years, you're entitled for um, in, entitled to a ticket, round trip ticket to go anywhere in the world that you want. And so I knew, even when I was in college, I've heard about that. And I knew that that was the job I was going to get, regardless. Uh, I, um, you know the saying, come hell or high waters, yeah. I will do that. <laughs> I was offered by my aunt because they were, they had, you know, um, they were wealthy and they were, I was offered by relatives to get a job somewhere, better job, better paying, but I focused on, um, staying in Philippine Airlines because that is what is going to help me uh, achieve my dream in coming to America. So um, fast forward, I came in here, got a job and, you know, um, it was not easy moving, um, uprooting your life from the Philippines to another foreign country, but my aunt made it easier for me. And I was just lucky to get a job five days later after uh, after I came in here. And um, so that propelled me to a better life, uh, worked uh, and then got married, raised my son. It makes it, it sounds like a very easy uh, story, but when I, um, when I had my, um, my son, I, I wanted to make sure that I raised my son proactively. So I then opened my business, which was the spa business. Mm. And through the support of my husband, I was able to do that. Um, That's when I realized um, being an entrepreneur was within me. Uh, That's when I realized that being an entrepreneur gives you freedom freedom of time, uh, financial freedom, and freedom of uh, quality time with your family. And um, everything was well and good, but then life life happens and I lost my husband uh, on a sudden manner. Uh, While we had so many uh, plans of, uh, you know, uh, retiring and uh, traveling and seeing the world, enjoying retirement, um, life doesn't work that way. You can never plan, uh, you can never control your destiny. So for a while there, I felt like um, uh, my world was disrupted because of the sudden loss of my husband. Um, So now all of a sudden, because he was the main breadwinner really. Um, And because of his business, he was a forensic CPA. He had a thriving CPA firm here. He took care of all our finances. 
So I didn't have to worry about when I say finances, including, you know, tax, um, tax and all these uh, clerical jobs that I, I would be doing for or administrative jobs that I would be doing for my spa. I did not do that because he had his CPA firm. I did not see one bill at my house, water bill or any kind of because they took care of it in his CPA firm. So you can just imagine the change in my life as soon as um, he, he passed on a sudden manner, because not that I didn't know what to do, but all of a sudden it's like for 25 years, I have not done those. And then all of a sudden I had to face all these from the smallest household stuff all the way to dealing with this business, the sale of his business and all that stuff. Yeah. So I was operating with fear. I was following what my trust attorney was telling me, my financial manager, my CPA was telling me. I was just following all the advice. I I had no plan. I had no concept of of planning on my own or of functioning on my own. Then one day I just realized after maybe two years of being uh, so confused, so lost uh, and in the dark, I just, when my husband, my son, my son was my only ally then. Um, he just graduated from college. He just got his job in UCLA. He said to me, mom, until you accept that dad is gone and will never come back. Um, you, we will never move forward. So I then realized that my son was right. Acceptance for any change in your life, whether it's good or bad, is the number one thing that helped me. Mm-hmm. Acceptance for every change in situation. Once I accepted that, I started owning and 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 um, like getting a hold of um, the things I need to get a hold of and be on top of everything from my finances to everything um, in the house, um, in my household at least. And so, and because of that, I also wanted to make sure that financially I will be able, because all of a sudden it was an epiphany. It was an awakening that, hey, my husband's no longer here. He's no longer gonna be my financial planner. I will have to take control of this. And um, so that's what I did. I um, studied real estate, one by accident also, but I also knew that real estate was one day my, real estate investing was at the back of my mind was my interest. Mm. I was also uh, uh, influenced by my husband, my late husband, because he was investing in um, real estate, not in apartments, but in, you know, developments, um, single family homes developments here in Los Angeles. So, um, but then he lost everything in 2008 crash and all that. So that was, um, a learning experience for me, but at the same time, I knew that it was something that I would like to do. And I did. 
I took some classes in um, real estate. You know where I got it from? I got it from a two o'clock a.m. because I had my insomnia. Uh, infomercials about the flipping. That's how I got it. I I I got the number and I went um, to join the seminar here in Los Angeles. No, it was in Las Vegas. And then to turn out, um, as it turned out, it was one of those scams for me. I, I was scammed. I don't know why. I didn't know what I was doing. I was too naive. I um, didn't do my due diligence. So I lost $21,000 for my coaching thing. My coach disappeared. So um, I, to find out two years later that that happened, not just to me, but to a lot of people. So lesson learned, I, I, I um, did not give up. But I made that loss as my uh, drive to definitely learn more about the business and be very, very careful and be, um, do my own due diligence. And that to me uh, was the biggest um, value and the biggest um, lesson I learned from this learning, trying to learn real estate. Since then, I discovered um, apartment investing through that, uh, but by me joining that real estate seminar in Las Vegas, I also connected with some other uh, real estate investor, you know, we talked and they told me about podcasts, which I never knew what podcast meant then and uh, books to read. And so because of the podcast that I just discovered, I, every time I go into my car, I, turn, I would turn on the podcast. I would look for a podcast, right, in my cell phone. And then I found this um, lifetime cash flow. And that's what I'm, it, it sounded, I said, that sounded so good. I'm going to um, sign, sign that, uh, 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 listen to that. And in the first two minutes, it says in three days, it was Rod Cleef's, um podcast. In three days, I will be in LA to do my seminar. And I immediately exited the freeway, called the number, and I said, do you have tickets for me to sign up? Mm. But funny enough, I should be I, I should be very scared, all, um, you know, because of my experience, but I, it didn't, I didn't allow that bad experience to stop me from moving forward. I don't know why. I just, it just, it just gave me um, some more drive to learn more about the business. Um, I knew that by learning, the knowledge is power. So by, by, I knew that I had no choice to give up, but I knew that I needed to learn more about the business. So I called them and I said, do you have the VIP ticket? Because I knew that if I, if I bought the VIP ticket, that I knew that I will be surrounded by like-minded, more serious people than just the people that are just trying it. That's what my, I don't know. That's just my thinking at that time. Mm -hmm. So ever since then, 
Fast forward, I met um, Radcliffe and I met the first, um, the, the wife, T Tiffany, who was very nice to me. And But I was already very, very uh, closed up and very scared because of what happened to me in my first attempt to, um, so, but it took, knowledge is power. So by me getting to know, I told, I told myself, I need to get to know these operators first. I need to, to get their track records. I need to uh, know their values and, you know, that will align with my values. I need to know their business goals um, that will align with my business goals. And that's how eventually that's the evolution of my apartment investing um, journey. And fast forward, um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to get to know all these A-class operators and sponsors. And uh, I've been fortunate to be partners with most of them because I seek out the type of people that I want to be partners with. You know how they're saying, align yourself with the great people that you want to be aligned with. That, that was my focus at that time. And then the rest will come. So uh, I guess that's, that's my journey. It's not a heroic journey, but you know, it's, it's something that if I shared to, um, to somebody or if, if a woman right now whose life is disrupted because they lost their, um, their husband in a sudden manner or divorce, because I, I, I have divorced women come to me asking me questions like this too, um, you know, asking for inspiration, asking for guidance, and, and also women, uh, women that, um, widows. And so this is, I guess, it became my passion. It became my mission to, to, to help and inspire. Kat, thank you so much for sharing your story. And I would uh, lovingly and respectfully disagree that I think that you have a immensely wonderful hero story. And I think there are people who are listening to this that they're in challenging moments right now. And so many things that you shared, I'm gonna see if I can, if memory serves, I can bring up a few of them that mm -hmm. really just hit home at the start of your, first of all, I wanna just acknowledge and commend you for everything you've overcome you know, the challenges you've experienced and you didn't let yourself be stopped. And when there was like these roadblocks along the way, whether it be the passing of your husband or whether it be when you lost the 21,000, mm -hmm. things that a lot of people, when that happens to them, they get stuck. You continued moving and you've created such a beautiful life for yourself. Now, at the start of your story, when you were talking about being in the Philippines and your family offering you, hey, you know, here's a job that you could have, but you knew in your mind that that won't lead me to where I want to be, even though maybe in the short term, it might be better, you know, and you've, you were so like adamant in what your goal was that you stuck with it and you came to the US. And then when you ended up losing that money, and I love the way you said it, instead of it being like, oh, I lost the money, I'm going to see it as like, that's an investment that I made. I paid that to learn the lesson so that I don't make that same mistake again going forward. You know, something like that. 
but there's so much to your story that I think people can grab onto and see that like looking where you're at now and imagining where you were when you were in the Philippines before you moved, it probably feels like it's night and day, a whole different life. Totally a different life. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. And it's just for everyone listening, regardless of where you're at right now, physically in your location, but also where you're at in your life right now, life can change in a truly beautiful and dramatic way. If you just keep taking one step at a time, have an idea of what your goal is. You know, oftentimes I share with my clients, this distinction between your macro pro, your macro vision and your micro process. And what I mean by that is your macro vision is what's the dream? Like, what would you love? Let's say when you were in the Philippines, big picture, it might be, I want to go to the U S yes. but then there's, so for everyone listening, you've got, let's say this vision, this goal, this dream, or maybe you haven't thought about it much and you will at some point, but you've got this goal and that can be really beautiful. And at the same time, if that's all we have, it can, act, it can actually get discouraging. Because if it's so big, it might feel really far away. Yeah, and if yeah. it feels really far away, there's that, wow, I'm, I don't feel like I'm anywhere close to that. And then we might get discouraged. Mm-hmm. And courage comes from cur, which is Latin for heart. So when you're discouraged, you're disheartened. And disheartened is like, kind of what's the point? Is, is what I'm doing actually making a difference? Because it feels so far away. Mm-hmm. So macro vision is beautiful to have, but that's mm-hmm. kind of step one. Step two okay. is micro process, meaning how do you win the day? What are the steps to take just today, the one, two, five steps, whatever that is for you, mm-hmm. that actually makes meaningful progress towards the direction you want to go. And so like you did so wonderfully, you had your macro vision, but then every day it's like, what do I need to learn? What job do I need to take? What steps do I need to take after your husband passed? And it was like, okay, with my financial situation, what do I need to learn with real estate? You started listening to podcasts. It, it brought up to my mind, um, Brian Tracy. He talks about the idea of make your, your car a mobile classroom mm. using, you know, yes. podcasts weren't around at the time when he was teaching, but it was more about like uh, audio programs, stuff like that. But the same thing applies. You were driving around, learning, becoming stronger, wiser, smarter in all these different ways. And then when the opportunity came to make that investment with Rod Khalif in the real estate space, you didn't allow a past experience to stop you. And so often, unfortunately, we do that. We say, because something that seems relatively similar happened to me before and it didn't go well, I'm not going to trust this current opportunity. But the challenge there is that makes you, in a way, a slave to your past. Mm -hmm. Something that happened to you that's not happening now, just because, for example, maybe you were in a bad relationship at one point and now there's a new person's in your life. Yes. This new person has nothing to do with the old person. But if we bring that baggage with us, Mm -hmm. we might mess up something really beautiful right now. And so again, just all that to say, really, really inspiring to hear the choices that you made along the way that you didn't let yourself be stopped and that you really dove in to make, you know, life as beautiful as it can be for you and for your son. It can be, it can be, um, it's not without roadblocks. It's not without challenges. But definitely it can be beautiful if you just know how to overcome the roadblocks and you, you just know how to get to the road less traveled. I think I wrote that in my, in my latest post, but it's true. It's very true. Um, I, I'd like to say I'm fortunate. Um, I'm 
lucky, but at the same time, I gave my work and I did everything I could to proactively get to the, the, the situation where I am now. Yeah. Um, yes, because um, you know how there's, I, I also believe in the saying, do your best and God will do the rest. Mm. Um, you still have to get to, to work. You still have to know what it is that you're getting into to be able to achieve success. Uh, success is not easy to achieve. It requires a lot of work and dedication. And I'm not one that should be claiming that I'm successful, uh, really. I just, I just find myself in, a, um, in the best situation of my life right now, coming from where I came from. It's because I did my best. I did my work. I, um, just like what you said, when it came to the multifamily investment, investing, I did, what I did first was I took that multifamily investing education to a degree where it was like a total immersion in my life, yeah. almost like an obsession. Again, to my car, I go into walking. I have my um, earplugs listening to podcasts. I go home, I, I, I read, I, I go home, I um, do my analysis. Fortunately, I do have some understanding in my numbers because I, I became an accountant. But um, seriously, it takes a lot of work, but it pays off in the end. I, um, someone just asked me, how come you don't talk about apartment investing in your post, in your social media post? It, it is because one, I don't aspire to be an operator anymore. I don't aspire to be, because that's a lot of work. Um, and for me, um, I respect, uh, there's a lot more experts out there that can you know do that um, because apartment investing is a teamwork. So I realized my value. I recognized the value that I can contribute to um, an apartment investing team, and therefore what I bring as the value. That's 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 what I can contribute to the team. And, and so far it has worked for me. It worked really well in the apartment investing world because it's a teamwork. One, one may be expert in asset management. One may be expert in finding the deal off market. One may be expert in um, analysis of the um, um, deal. And then one will be an expert or a connector of, of raising equity. And that's when I realized that's where I come, come in. Yeah, there's a few things there that I think are really powerful for people to tune into. The first one is this idea of success. Mm -hmm. Now, 
I want everyone listening to see that success is a concept. Success is man-made. Success is just a story that we tell ourselves, right? And so each of us gets to decide whether or not we feel successful, you know, because you determine what a successful life means to you. And so, you know, I think it's almost like a, um, not a paradox, but there's two things that are true at the same time. What I just said is true. And at the same time, something the chat was alluding to, whatever it is that you want to be great at, it's going to require effort. It's going to require you putting yourself into it. And the more successful you want to be, using the, the phrase as society usually uses it, the more you're going to have to immerse yourself in it, which again, if you enjoy it, it's not a problem. It's a good thing. But the more you immerse yourself in it, the more you spend time with people that are doing that, the more you learn from the people that are having the levels of success that you want to have. And the more you can align yourself with them, like Chad said earlier, the quicker that success comes. But I think it was, um, I heard it from Les Brown originally. I'm not sure who said it, but the idea of anything worth doing is worth doing badly until you get it right. And so it's like, whatever it is you love, regardless of where you're at right now, there's a lot you don't know and you can learn. And it's like, you know, you're always going to get closer and closer the more you put yourself into it. And one thing I wanted to ask you, Chad, when you were in the challenging moments, you mentioned, you know, there was kind of roadblocks, stumbling blocks along the way. When you were in the darker times, the challenging moments, what did you tell yourself? What did you remind yourself that allowed you to keep moving forward? Um. I had faith in my God, mm. so that was um, number one that I was holding on to. And also, I had my why. My why was my son. And so there were just the two of us against the world almost. That, that felt like it at that time because during my husband's death, which I, I, I did not mention to you, there were all of a sudden there were so many people coming out of the woodworks that I did not know claiming for, you know, uh, for the business of the death of my husband. So those are the things I had to go through that was so challenging um, and difficult while grieving. I could not even have uh, grief uh, grieve because of all these vultures. I call them vultures now, but, um, but because of that, it gave me strength um, to focus on one, my son being my ally and my why, and two, to make sure that I, 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 I move forward. And I don't know, it just, it just gave me strength to, to be able to get over everything um, without thinking further than, what was in my day. It was a day to day. It was hard to wake up in the morning and um, listening to all these, these you know, phone calls about, uh, especially about the death of my husband, you know. Yes. Um, it was difficult, but at the end of the day, it was my son that, that encouraged me to, to be strong and, um, he might not realize it, but he, he was my why, he was my ally. And also faith in God really gave me the strength. At the end of the day, Jamil, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. Yeah. And that's what it did for me. Uh, in response to the why, for everyone listening, mm -hmm. you know, 
people will very often do much more for the people that they care about than they will if it's just about themselves. And it reminds me of this Abraham Lincoln quote where he ran for office. I, I don't quote, you know, I might misquote the exact number, but I think it was like 15 or 16 times. He ran for office and he lost every time, except for the last one. And somebody said to him after he won, how did you keep going? And he said, I had a friend who believed in me and I didn't have the heart to let him down. Um, and yeah. with that in mind, you know, for everyone listening, one question that could be very motivating and inspiring for you is to really think, who else is counting on me? Who yeah. else wins if I win? How does their life improve specifically? Visualize it, see their life. And then what happens if I give up? What happens if I slow down? Who else's yeah. life is negatively impacted? What beautiful things are they no longer going to experience? What beautiful things are, are is not going to be brought into the world? Whatever version, because think about it, like we, our motivation can be toward the pain side and toward the pleasure side. And I think mm -hmm. it's useful to use both. And when you use both, one is kind of pulling you and drawing you toward it. That's so amazing. I'd love to create that. Oh, I can do that for my son. I can do that for my partner. That would be wonderful. Oh, my, my success benefits the world. Maybe all these charities, all these other people that benefit. Incredible. Coupled with what happens if I don't do it? And then think about all the, the kind of the beauty that does not get brought into the world and how your life doesn't experience like the blossoming that it could. It might experience it in a different way. But at least that dream that you have wouldn't necessarily happen if you took your foot off the gas. And so just that why I have found to be very, very important. And thank you for sharing, you know, the one, the, such a wonderful answer. Thank you. So for anyone listening, maybe they've lost their partner. Maybe they've experienced a divorce recently, let's say, or maybe they've just got other challenges in their life and they can relate to aspects of your story. What advice could you share with them that could help them move forward right now? that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. I was once told this when everything was so dark for me. And I said to them, you don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea. Yes, it's true. There is always a light at the end of the tunnel. Now I know I've been through it so I can, I can truly say that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's so bright out there once you get there. So bright. It reminds me of, um, how does it go? There's a quote, it, it'll come back to me. It, it came and left within like a second. <laughs> but yes, there's always, it's like the storm hasn't come to stay, it's come to pass. You know, th th that was the quote. And so this idea of when we're in the thick of it, it feels like it's almost hopeless. It feels like yeah. we're in such a heaviness in the muck. Yes. And yet and it's almost like we can't see that light. And then mm -hmm. someone like yourself comes along who's mm -hmm. been there and you've experienced, you know, your version of that. And just that, just that encouraging word, just that smile, just like, it's going to be okay. Just like, Hey, maybe can I hold some space for you? Do you need to talk about anything? I'm here for you. Just that support that either someone listening right now might need it. And then I strongly encourage you to ask for it, but also maybe there's someone else in your life who needs it. And you could be that for them and you could give them that support. And it's truly incredible that, like you said, when we get through it to the other side, there are happy moments again. There is laughter again. There is success again. There is love again. And all these wonderful things are on the other side of that. But there's that Winston Churchill quote, when you're going through hell, keep going. Because yeah. if you stop, 
then you're just in hell. But if you keep going, at some point you get out. Yes. Yeah. Just don't give up. Yeah. I almost did. I almost did. Maybe a couple of times in my life. But thank God I did not. You just plug along. You just push through. You just get up. And no matter how hard it is, um, just get up out there and, and, and just do. Just one little step at a time. There was one time where for 24 seven, I would be just in my jammies. Getting up was the hardest. It was so hard to even get up. But once I learned to get up and then, then maybe dress up a little bit, then maybe go and um, sit by the, the sun and then maybe go out. And then you start to little by little, steps by steps. And um, it will get you through it. Just don't give up. That's what, um, that's what I can uh, tell somebody right now. If, if somebody asked me right now, just there's hope. There's, um, there's, again, I kept saying this light at the end of the tunnel because it truly is. It, it happened to me many times. Yeah. So um, just don't give up. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, there's a commencement speech that I often quote that Steve Jobs gave in uh, Stanford and it's on YouTube. It's great if anyone wants to check it out. And there's a line there in the, in the talk where he says, we can't connect the dots looking forward. We can mm -hmm. only do it looking backward. And so we look at our life as it is now. Mm -hmm. And then we look back and all of a sudden, if we're really paying attention, the things that happen to us along the way, the hardships, the challenges, oftentimes we look at our life right now and we see, wow, I would not have certain degrees of success. I wouldn't have been able to help certain people. Some of the best things in my life right now wouldn't be here mm -hmm. if I didn't go through certain pains and challenges. And we're able to connect that dot looking backwards and say, you know, at that moment, I didn't think I was going to make it. At yeah. that moment, I was going to give up early. At that yeah. moment, I was, I was so ready to check out. Yeah. And then we kept going and now we're experiencing this wonderful experience. And we look back and we say, I'm so glad I didn't do that. Now mm -hmm. notice that the same thing will be true going forward. Mm -hmm. Anytime new challenges come, anytime new hardships come, you can mm -hmm. apply that same thinking and say, just like last time, yeah. I'm feeling that kind of maybe defeatist attitude, just like last time I'm feeling like giving up, Yeah, but I'm not going to, because I know that where I'm going matters to me. And I know that this storm will pass and I'm going to get to the other side because I have done it 100% of the time leading up to this moment. It's like you have a 100% track record. There's no reason to doubt yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also I tell, <clears throat> I tell women that talk to me because I do have uh, women that um, talk to me and I tell them that because um, they ask me, um, do you do you wish you didn't have to go through this? Do you wish that you didn't have to go um, through all this pain um, that you had to go through? And I said, no, I don't, to be honest with you, because it gave me more sympathy because I went through what I had to go through. And I didn't mention to you that um, I, I was a single mother 
when my son turned one year old, one day, one year old and one um, day. And he became, from then on, he has always been my ally. Um, it's almost like a me and uh, you and me against the world. And it repeated when, you know, um, when he was a, an adult already and um, his father, who technically was his stepdad, but who raised him, you know, lovingly raised him and he knew him as his father, um, no, no one else. And um, so, uh, the dynamic of what we went through, the two of us and what I went through was um, very, very um, uh, instrumental to me being one sympathetic and, you know, and, and maybe helpful to those people that's, that went through with what I went through. It's something that comes to mind when you say that is that expression, our mess becomes our message. Mm -hmm. And you know, mm -hmm. there's people that are listening right now who they've gone through some things, they've experienced challenges, they've learned lessons and maybe you're keeping it to yourself. You know, maybe there's people around you yeah. going through the same challenges and they actually feel all alone. They feel right. like nobody understands. They feel like I'm the only one going through this. Meanwhile, you're at dinner with them. And right there, like you are right next to them. And yeah. you could offer such heartfelt wisdom and understanding and compassion and empathy and hold the space for them because you've been there and you could support. And sometimes we're afraid to do that. We're afraid to open up and be authentic. And you have so graciously and wonderfully opened up your heart. I, this is my first time to share this in your show, to be honest with you. No one knows about my life that much. Um, I, I stopped from when I migrated to, to, uh, to I jumped to multifamily investing, but really my life has been, you know, a series of life lessons um, that I can honestly say I can empathize and sympathize and have compassion. Um, I support that's I think that's one of the reasons why I support orphanages because um, you know um, what uh, it's like what I went through as a child also. Um, I feel bad for the the kids that are um, that don't have this loving, um, you know, uh, nurturing environment in um, the orphans, you know. So that's one of the reasons also that I have more empathy and compassion for them because um, I was just sharing this to my ma mastermind um, last two weekends ago. Um, in Malibu, and um, they were amazing, amazing 12 high power, high caliber women. And I'm just so fortunate to be with them. But I was just uh, sharing with them my passion of wanting to help, you know, women and these orphans. Um, because I do have this compassion, I guess, because of what I went through in life. And something that you said 
he said, I don't normally like share this part of my story and I, and I usually jump past it. And for everyone listening, just recognizing, at least from my perspective, authenticity, and as weird as this might sound, vulnerability is strength. And I find that so many of us, on the one hand, because of technology, our world is more connected than ever before. Yeah. And on the other hand, in a very real way, we're more disconnected than ever before. Because so many of us, we have this mask that we wear. It's a facade. It's this persona. Who do I want you to think that I am? How do I want to present myself? You know. And from that space, most people try to look like they've got it all put together and nothing goes wrong in their life. And I don't like how I worded that. So not that nothing goes wrong, because you know that's relative, but just this idea that they don't experience challenges. They don't experience hardships. Like life is just perfect all the time in their subjective experience. And when that's somebody that we're spending time with, it can be hard to connect to that person. It can be hard to really think that they understand what we're going through. And as an example, you know, in the first episode of this podcast, I shared, you know, my story as it relates to my father and why I do what I do and that whole experience. And Mm -hmm. I've had people messaging me just from that, that episode where I just share from the heart and they say, wow, I had tears in my eyes while you shared that. Wow. I don't know if I would have been able to open up like that for everyone to hear. Wow. That turned everything around. And I share that because again, you've got something, you've got a story, you've got a life experience, you've got something that you've gone through that you've learned from that when you share that, it gives people around you permission to open up as well. It gives people around you permission to say, wow, if he can do it, if she can do it, maybe I can do it too. And then they go, oh, just like me, you know, that phrase, just like me, I think is so powerful because again, most people think that they're all alone. Most people think that no one else understands what they're going through because people don't talk about it. You look on social media, like you mentioned earlier, and most people are just posting the highlight reel. They're posting what they want you to see. They're posting the quote unquote wins, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. they don't post the challenges. Usually they don't post the hardships. Usually And so now it's like, you know, your life. And so, you know, the challenges and the hardships, but then if you're not really connecting with people that are opening up and being willing to be authentic like that, it doesn't seem like anyone else is going through this. (laughs) And, you know, we're all, from my perspective, spiritual beings having a human experience. And from in that human experience, there's going to be the highs, there's going to be the lows, there's going to be the challenges, there's going to be the pain, there's going to be all that. Mm -hmm. And the more I think you can share that, with a lesson in mind, it's not just share it and like dump it on somebody, you know, it's you share it, but you mm-hmm. overcome it and you've learned from it and it's made you who you are today. And now you that, that going back to the mess becomes the message. You use that challenge and that hardship to help other people, to help the world, to make your life better going forward. And I just think you are doing that wonderfully. And so I just want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, thanks, Jamil. It's always fun talking to you because it's about life, about, you know, this is for real, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. The foundation of this show is to help people create an extraordinary life without regret. Mm-hmm. You know, given what that means to you, mm-hmm. is there any advice that you'd give to people who are trying to do that? Um, just, just keep your focus. Um, don't give up on your dreams. 
do one step, as I said um, earlier, do one step at a time and make your life intentional. Every, um, make your um, everything that you do intentional. For me, for example, parenting. I'm just giving this as an example. Yeah. Parenting. Um, a boy here in Los Angeles is one of the most challenging because there's easy access to drugs and crimes and all that. And, you know, and the, the neighborhood that we, um, we lived in was um, at that time when he was, um, when, you know, my, my husband was alive and, and life was good. We were living in a wealthy and affluent neighborhood. And so therefore um, you hear all these kids have easy access to drugs because they have money. So to me, everything is intentional. When I say intentional, uh, it was an in, my intention to, to put my son, it was very intentional uh, for me to put my son in a school an hour away, a Jesuit um, all boys school, um, an hour away from where we live, versus five minutes that uh, where he can walk because it's one of the richest schools in the world. Uh, five minutes from where we lived. You see what I mean? Everything is intentional because I want my son to be in the reality of, of humanity. I want my son to be uh, with the kids where he's not the pauper among the rich. Mm. So, um, just that's just one of the examples that I'm, I'm saying intentional. Uh, for example, when I was a little kid, um, I definitely wanted to go to America. So one, my parent, my grandmother, because I grew up with my grandmother, um, um, said, "Don't have any boyfriend. You, uh, you know." So I never did. I never did till I came here in America. And um, because I wanted to come to America, I, um, it was intentional that I focused on getting an, a job in an airline industry because I couldn't afford coming here. Um, mm. And also it was intentional for me to um, not take the easy way out where my family, I had aunts and uncles that had influence in me getting a great job right away. I did not take that because of the bigger picture of me getting to America and fulfilling my dream and passion. So I feel that if one has a dream or a passion, don't give up and make sure that you do step one step at a time with intention and with purpose, not just for yourself, but for everyone else that you affect in your life. I, I love I love your response. You know the the word intention or intentional. Another way might be like deliberate. When we live our life that way, you know we're clear. Kind of goes back to the macro vision, micro process idea. We're clear on what it is that's important to us, like what matters, like this is what I want. I'd love to experience that. And every day with intention, with deliberateness, what's the step I take? What do I do? What do I do? What's next? What's next? Versus very often, many people, we wake up and we live unconsciously. We might wake up and we live unintentionally. 
almost as if I wonder what's going to happen today versus, oh yeah, I'll tell you what's going to happen today. That doesn't mean that there's not unexpected events, of course, but that you know, oh, when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to do these five things. Now, that doesn't mean there might, something might come up that might take you off course, but the point being, you've got the intention to do that and you're committed to it and you dive in. And that can be in your relationship, that can be in your business, that can be with your fitness, that can be with your health, your nutrition, all these different areas. Intentionality is absolutely, in my experience, crucial to creating that extraordinary life. So thank you so much. Uh, and, and in business, um, someone asked me, why are you everywhere? I see you in boot camps, I see you in seminars, I see you in meetups, I see you in online Zoom calls. I say, it's because... I do that deliberately. I want to be totally immersed in my business. And that's part of my work and my strategy in, in getting to where I am now. Because, you know, aligning yourself with like-minded people, with the winners, is one of the best things that you can do to, to uh, improve yourself and um, best way to, towards success. Mm. I like to be in a room full of many successful, many smart people, way smarter than me, way more successful than me. I like to be the dumbest in the room because that's, one way for me to 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 one the the inspiration you get from that is insurmountable it's like unbelievable and two it pushes your limit and three that's when you realize that there's no limit to what you can do by seeing your inspiration by being around these people that are winners yeah, yeah, it, it brings to mind when we we have a certain think of it like a thermostat. We have a, a certain set point that we think is normal, and that becomes where we kind of typically play financially, yeah. relationally, weight-wise, all the every metric you could possibly have, you've got kind of a comfort zone. And they're, they're they change, they're different in every area. And so using business as an example, like you said, you know, maybe you've got a, you make a certain amount of money, or maybe mm-hmm. you produce a certain amount of content or whatever that is. And that becomes normal for you. And maybe you've got some friends that you talk to on a regular basis that kind of produce similar amounts of content, maybe similar amounts of money that they bring in. But then you do like what you did. You go to some event and let's say on average, <laughs> they're making 10 times more than you are or, exactly. they're, or they're creating 10 times more content. But here you are thinking there's nothing else you can do to make more money and you don't have any extra time to make more content. And then you sit there going, well, how are they doing this? And you start asking questions and you meet people and then you get opened up to different ways of doing it that you never thought about. And then yeah, you fast yeah. forward a year and maybe you go to the conference again. Yeah. But this time you're making eight more than you were eight X more than you were last. <laughs> and it, it pays itself back immensely. Just learning from those who are further along on the journey. Yes, for sure. So and as it relates, to, oh, was there something you wanted to add? No, no, no. Unfortunately, in the multi-family um, uh, um, investing space, everyone's so generous with their, you know, and very giving with their, you know, experiences, whether it's about 
um, you know, sharing their their expertise or, or their experiences. It's very inspiring. So, yeah, just when you said that, it reminds me of there is a headspace we can be in. I'll call mm-hmm. it, let's say, scarcity, and another mm-hmm. headspace we can be in, which would be, let's say, abundance. Yeah. And scarcity thinking typically leads to the opposite of what you just described. People yeah. achieve a certain level of success and they don't want to share. They yeah. don't want to tell people how they did it. Yeah. They don't want to, oh yeah, this is like some potholes to avoid along the way. Yeah. Because yeah. they think that if other people win, then they lose somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the thing is, in my perspective, that is false. That's not true. And when you recognize that, wow, what if I if what if I'm winning by my own definition and I do everything I can to help everyone I meet win too? When you notice that people now want to be around you. And like Chad said, in real estate and also in many areas of life, there's a team component. You know, I often tell people life and business are relationship games. Yeah. When you are the reason people smile, when people want to be around you, when people say, wow, last time I was with Chad, last time I was with whoever, yeah. I got so much from that experience. And because of that, I applied it and my business got better. My relationship got better. I tweaked A, B, and C in my life. And that made a really big, meaningful impact. Yeah. It goes such a long way. Then you become memorable in a positive way. And then like you said, someone says, wow, I saw you on the meetup group. I saw you on that conference. I saw you over here. Yeah. Then they want to know you. They want to introduce people to you. New opportunities come to you. Yeah. And the beauty for, for me in my mind is when the intention is solely coming from a heart-centered space of, you know, I'd rather see people succeed than suffer. And I'd rather see people just smile and do well. And yeah. I'm going to share with them. I'm not really intending to get anything from myself, but just by doing that, people refer, people connect, people want to be around you, opportunities show up just because you're doing the quote unquote right thing. And if you just did that, like be that reason someone smiles today, it's incredible how far that goes. Just like what you're doing right now, Jamil, you're one of the best out there. So, um, you know, um, I don't know if I should, I should disclose that I once sought your help when I was down and uh, uh, you know and needed your help. So, and you helped me tremendously, and that meant a lot. Thank you. I I, I look back in my mind as you say that to our uh, our time together, and it was yeah. it was amazing. And thank you so much for remembering that and for saying that. You know, oh. I find that um, oftentimes there's risks that we take in our life that in hindsight we look back and we say i am so grateful that i took a chance on that i'm so grateful i took that risk because something really beautiful came out of it what would you say is the biggest risk that you've taken that you're deeply grateful for and why oh wow um uh personally or or business wise or either one yeah um The parenting, I would go for my parenting. Yeah. I, uh, I, um, it's the biggest job I've ever um, accomplished, I have done, and I'm still, I still continue to do so. Um, it was, I was very fear, fearful to become a, a, a mother, but when I did, I'm, I'm very happy that I did. Mm. And, um, 
And as far as like business, I couldn't say just one, okay? (laughs) As far as business, I'm very happy that I did not give up on on learning and pushing through regardless of what uh, I initially experienced with, um, you know, my loss as far as losing my $21,000. I made that as my propeller to learn more to achieve more. Yeah, when you talked about, and this kind of applies to both of them, but especially the becoming a mother, when you said I was fearful, but then after the fact, it's like, I'm so happy I did it and it was so wonderful. That applies to what you were sharing earlier. There's things that people are going through right now or they're potentially about to go do and they're fearful. Yeah. It's like, oftentimes we come from that perspective of, you know, what if it doesn't go well? What if it doesn't work out? Yeah. But notice that that's only one side of the possibility. Yeah. What if it goes incredible? What if it ends up being yeah. better than you could have imagined? And then the, the following question is, well, how would you know? You yeah. only know if you try. You try. Exactly. And, and, you know, and there's always risks in every undertaking in life. I just realized that, that there's always, you're always going to be uh, exposing or, or be exposed with some kind of risk. There will always be a risk, whether you're just investing a $5,000 to $5 million. There's always a degree of risk. To mitigate that is one, to acknowledge that there is a risk and two, to educate yourself and know really well what you're going through. And even that, you still cannot control everything. So in life, there's just give a little bit of of margin for error and mystery. Absolutely. For for this idea of in life, we don't get to not take a risk. We don't get to not make a sacrifice. What we do get to do is make the decision of which risk do we want to take, which sacrifice do we want to make. And what I mean by that is, like you said, maybe you're going to make a financial investment. Maybe you're going to tell somebody how you feel about them. You're going to ask them out. Maybe you're going to propose. Maybe you're going to take, you're going to move to a whole different country like you did, right? So there's the risk of doing it. That's one choice. But then there's the risk of not doing it. And oftentimes we think that there is no risk to not doing it. We think staying the same is like a safe bet. But it's not because I often think of life metaphorically like a treadmill and think of it from the perspective that what happens if you're on a treadmill and you just stop? Yeah. And still, no, no, no. The treadmill keeps moving. Like you go back. (laughs) And so in that same kind of way, for example, using the financial side of it, there's Mm -hmm. a risk of making that investment. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do it and let's say it was a good investment and it takes off, you chose to not do it. So that's the risk. If it was a relationship and you didn't want to risk sharing how you felt, well, the risk was you don't get to be with that person. And they might've said yes. And it's you like, won't feel the happiness of being in a great relationship. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, it's all right, given that there's a consequence on either side, given there's a risk on either side, which one can I live with? Which one can I be with and say, you know, I'm really happy I did that. There's a quote, you know, 20 years from now, you'll be more, I don't think, I don't think upset was the word, disappointed, I was say. 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the things that you did. When you come from the, when you realize that, wow, you know, if I try at something that really matters to me, it's something that I want, and it doesn't work out the way I wanted it to, 
you know, I have a great story. But yeah. if I don't try at something that really matters to me, I have a lot of regret. Yeah. And regret is a very useless um, emotion, I guess. Is that <laughs> emotion? No, it's, I, I would not want to be in that position just to regret because I didn't do something. I'm the type, um, and I see this from a lot of my friends, family even, they don't take the risk. But life is um, becomes you're choosing to become, I guess my point here is you're choosing mediocrity over living a life that is more colorful. Um, you took the risk. I can take the risk, but it gives me the experience and, and it gives me the, the color uh, to my life because um, I choose to take a little bit of the risk. Yeah, something that comes up is, you know, there, there might be some people who are listening who, for whatever the reason, they think that there's almost like an external pressure that you and I or anyone else that's saying similar things is kind of putting on them that you got to make your life like bigger and more grand than it is now. And I, I can, I don't want to speak for you, but at least for myself, that is not, you know, the case at all. It's more a matter of, are you in like, for example, for me, how do I define success? loving my life, falling in love with my life. And notice I use it as a verb. Falling in love with my life is a constant process, the day-by-day -day experience. And if I love me and I'm loving my life, I'm doing good. Now, from that perspective, you look at your life right now, and it's a simple question. Given what you want, are you living your life from fear or from love? If you're living from fear, you're coming from that space of, you know, it would be really cool. That would be fun. That would be exciting. But, and then you don't do it and you kind of shrink into this hole because the what if all the negative sides Yeah. living yeah, from yeah. love is, wow, that could be amazing. That could be exciting. That what a contribution that would be to other people and to myself, how expansive this thing might feel. Mm -hmm. And then we do it regardless of the outcome. It's a win because you're, you're exercising that courage muscle. And when you do that, regardless of how it turns out, you're better off. And then you consistently choose love. You consistently put down fear. Fear okay. isn't, let's say, a problem. Fear, like I often tell people, there's rational fears and there's irrational fears. Mm -hmm. The rational fears are like, don't jump out of the plane without a parachute. Mm -hmm. you know, it keeps you alive. But the mm -hmm. irrational fear prevents you from living. The irrational yeah. fear is, there's that person I'm interested in not going to talk to them. <laughs> There's that, here's this dream that I mean, it's been calling to me my whole life, but what if it doesn't work? So I'm just going to stay where I'm at and I'm not happy. So the yeah. key kind of bringing that home is if you're happy, if you love your life and you don't really want any more, awesome. Really happy for you because you are doing it right. But if you're also coming from the space, if you're not also, but if you're coming from the space of, you know, I'm not really fulfilled and I'm not really happy and there's a lot of things I would love. And maybe I have a dream list of all these things that would be great. Mm -hmm. But like Chad said, whether it's conscious or not, I'm choosing to play small and I'm choosing fear and I'm choosing mediocrity every day. The good news is that every moment you get to recreate yourself. Every moment you have a choice to choose anew. What life do you want to live going forward? And will your current decisions and choices move mm -hmm. you in that direction? And if the answer is no, you get to decide if you want to do something about that. Yeah, yeah. And also you mentioned success. 
success to me is not defined by what you possess, how much money you have, how big is your house. I don't, I don't define it that way. To me, success is living the life that you always wanted to live by having the freedom of time freedom of um, time to uh, love your family and, um, you know, um, freedom to be able to help even just one soul or for me, in my case, orphanage, you know, my orphanage um, um, that I support and, and freedom to be able to help even, you know, talking to Zoom uh, like this one-on-one with women that um, want to be inspired. To me, that's success. That's a success. The fact that I am now able to um, inspire people when five years ago, I was like, maybe seven years ago, I was like in, in the sofa, could not even get up, you know? Yeah. So that to me is success. Um, and I'm very grateful for my life. And so... I, and I, uh, first of all, I'm grateful that you're grateful for your life. And I'm grateful for you spending the time with us today and being here as we wrap up. Is there anything right now that you're working on that you're really excited about? Um, I just, I think I just mentioned it. I'm, I'm, I have a deal going on, of course, with my um, apartment uh, investing deal that's still cooking. It's um, over 200 units. In, um, but um, aside from that, my personal thing, my, my son just got married and was the happiest moments of our lives. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, the most important thing is it just told me how how I, I it's, it's almost a culmination of my parenting this kid and and um he, as he turned out to be a good human being and married a good beautiful human being inside and out and um yeah um preparing gearing towards um visiting my um orphanages and hopefully being able to contribute more um not just financially which i'm that's my goal, um, but to, to, to be able to personally, um, to, f- to fill my cup and soul, to personally visit them. Love that, love that. And so for our listeners who would love to learn more, to connect with you, to have conversations with you, to be part of your community maybe, what are some ways that people can connect with you? Uh, I'm very active in my social media right now. Speaking of social media, that's the easiest way um, to to find me at um, chat.sarmiento.steinwald in Instagram and in um, Facebook, chat.sarmiento-steinwald. And um, I'm available for messaging and um, I'm, I'm here. Awesome. I'll have the links to everything that chat just shared in the show notes. So it's clickable, easy to find. And of course, in LinkedIn for my business. Perfect. I'll have that in there as well. (laughs) For everyone listening, you know, if you enjoyed our conversation, it would mean a lot if you took some time, made a review, whether it's on Apple or Spotify or anywhere you listen to this, it goes a long way. It helps the show with the algorithm, but it also allows other people to check the show out and say, you know, I'm going to give that a shot. And there might be one nugget from one episode that changes their whole life. And you got to be a part of that. And so please, if, if you would be open to that, we'd really appreciate it. 
uh, chat before we close. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, thank you so very much, um, Jamil, for giving me the chance to uh, give you my story, tell you my story to inspire other women out there, as I said. And um, I, I am grateful. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm grateful as well. Thank you. As I said at the start of our show, my life's work is to help leaders, champions, and high performers create an extraordinary life without regret. If you're going through something right now, whether it's in your business, your mindset, your relationships, happiness, fulfillment, that full spectrum of the human experience, if I can be of support, I'd love to have a conversation with you. You can book that at jamilsayage.com. And if you're looking for other podcast episodes, content that I put out over the years, you can connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Jamil Sayage, it's at DR, and then my name. Facebook, Jamil Saj, or LinkedIn, Jamil Saj. I'll also have the notes in addition to everything chat shared in the show notes below. Thank you again for being with us today, chat. For everyone tuning in, thank you for the time, the attention, the energy, and your presence that you give. And some of you are listening every episode, which I really appreciate. Please continue to share this with people so we can keep growing the movement. And what I have found is that most people's favorite day to change their life is tomorrow. And that's why they stay stuck. But you can be different. For you, transformation can start today. I mentioned every day we reinvent ourselves. Every moment you have the opportunity to be different, to, be, to make new decisions towards the life you'd like to live. So think about what chat shared, what I shared today. Think about what you can use from that and apply. Ask yourself that fun and special question. What would my future self thank me for? And then go do that and you'll be happy you did. Wishing you the best and create a meaningful day. All my love. Thank you for being with us today. If this conversation served you, it would mean a lot if you left a review and shared this with anyone who may benefit. An extraordinary life without regret is available to you now. Choose it. It's your time.